Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Welcome along to this Tuesday episode. It's the Mailbag Delve. Uh, which I, I haven't really uh, looked at the mailbag, really. I've had I've have been you? scanning it as we go along. Have you? A few bits what's, and bobs. What's, what's the vibe like in there? Well, I feel like they feel they've been neglected, so they don't quite know what to get in touch with. There was a lot of riddles uh, last week and the week before, and um, mm. perhaps the fact that we didn't read out quite enough of them has made people give up. So people right. are sort of stabbing around in the dark for things to write about. Damien Cook has been in touch about Doncaster <clears throat> services after you did what is, will be regarded as a historical episode of Top Flight Time Machine from your car at Doncaster Services. He's got a story about it. It says, Doncaster Services turned me into Lampard. Do you want to hear it? Go for it. He says, all right, knobstains. A little bit hostile way to start it. Just listened Mm. to the Doncaster Services podcast and since I passed this salubrious place on my daily commute um, and have undertaken clandestine recruitment interviews at this location, I found my interest peaked. However, as soon as Andy mentioned he was just off the A1, the inner Lampard in me kicked in, and I was inexplicably incredulous with rage, adapts mm. Lampard voice. But the services off the A1 are Blythe services, and the actual name of the aforementioned Doncaster services is Doncaster North services, and this is located at the M18 slash M180 interchange at Junction 5. Then he quite Fuck rightly hell. writes, what a cunt I am. Then, bizarrely, as I drove past Blythe Services, I wondered to myself if Andy was in the car park. What a fucking twat I am. Of course he wasn't. It was recorded eons ago. Keep up top work. Well, yeah, you're a twat for thinking that it was that he might still be there like it was a live podcast yeah or that he finished recording it and then just carried on hanging around there hanging around, which i wouldn't completely up. rule out i mean if it's a decent services you can easily do it as a day trip um but yeah you are a twat and you're a twat even wondering where andy is that's his business where he is what would you have done yeah. if he was there come and hung around tried to say hello no Fucking rap on the window you, while I was doing you, a podcast. You know the rules. Cunt. Don't approach. Also, I've just I've had a look at the email. I'm looking at it now, and he said, um, "At this look, I found my interest peaked." And he spelt peaked P E A K E D when no, in fact it should be P I Q U E D. Like Nelson Piquet or yeah. Piquet, the Barcelona defender who used to play for United. Yeah, I think we've we've had this before, haven't we? Nelson Nelson Piquet's interest is peaked. Oh yeah. On. As a, as a side podcast, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, come back to that one day, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, you've got that completely. You fucked up massively there, Damien. You've made a complete. Yeah, you've made a cunt out of yourself. La- but, um, another Lampard story here uh, from Harry H. In my old job at a famous church in London. Oh. 
football fans among the staff were hard to come by. So one day when I heard the new bloke's phone ring from the next office with the Champions League ringtone blaring out, I thought, excellent. Although I would have thought <laughs> knob personally but whatever i suppose <laughs> yeah. he was, he was yeah. desperate probably was desperate, wasn't he? desperate yeah. for a mate in the in the church game ever yeah, excellent i'll chat to him about football when i bump into him <laughs> that is the sort of thing you think in a new job isn't it uh, you know if you're really bored <laughs> you know fucking hell i hope there's someone i can chat to about football uh yeah. later that week i did catch up with him in the kitchen urge your champions league ringtone mate who's your team solid opener <laughs> If you're desperate, if you're really desperate for mates. Oh, hello, mate. I couldn't help but notice your Champions League ringtone. Who's your team? He replied, Q Lampard voice. Oh, is that you, son of football? I'm just a big fan of Zadok the Priest by Handel. Needless to say, I never spoke to the cunt again. (laughs) (laughs) DTF Ender Keddy writes. That's funny. That's what happens in it, in the church business. I was. Uh, that's what you're going to get. That's it. I, it reminds me of a time when I worked years ago. I worked. Um, I worked as a house comms researcher, which I've probably spoken about before on the pod. Mm. And when I first first started, and I was about 19, uh, there was another lad who was sort of in the same role as me, more or less like you know placement sort of situation, and he was quite posh, and we had mm. nothing in common. I didn't have a problem with him, but it made the day go slower because there was no banter or common ground. He was a bit older than me and he was very, he was sort of posh and very intelligent. Um, And we were, and then I, I knew not to even go there with football. With him. Could you not talk about the politics then? I oh, see so you're at the politics then. Who's your team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because we were both working for the same party, so we would have had that in common. But even that, I would have thought. I think he sort of just looked down his nose quite rightly at me and sort of thought, <laughs> "This, this man is this boy is not on the same intellectual plane as me, right?" And um, he said, uh, and then someone else who was more senior than than me like tried to engage him in conversation about football and I remember vividly what he said he said it's never been of interest to me in fact it's baffling to me that so many people can spend so much time talking about it I do on occasion however when it is playing on television turn the volume down and uh, and switch the lights off and play loud classical music and absorb it as an aesthetic experience Fucking and hell. I was like, "Fuck me, I am way out of my depth here." <laughs> is that is that like what they do at Chelsea before they run out of night matches? I think they turn so. all the lights off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn the lights off. Play a bit of music. I was like, <laughs> "Jesus Christ, I don't know where to go from here." <laughs> Just edge away slowly. Yeah, yeah. Some people are weird, aren't they? People I'd who don't watch tweet, football. I saw a tweet earlier this morning. Uh, this is Monday we're recording this and someone had been on Radio 4 Today programme saying that uh, the conversations about sport should be banned in the workplace <laughs> because people who don't like sport feel left out Fucking and their hell. feelings get hurt well first of all obviously insane but second of all <laughs> it's like I would say thinking about it that as we've said many times before football is a stupid child's game and watching it and becoming addicted to watching it is problematic right mm. but one of the good things about watching about knowing about football being into football is that if you are in a shit job or in a shit boring social situation then talking about football can be quite a lifesaver 
And so mm. I'd almost say that talking about football is, in most cases, better than the football. I suppose, well, is fucking it better than going to West Ham. I mean, going to be. West Ham is fucking miserable, but I quite enjoy on the way there with my son, we talk about the game, mm. our hopes and dreams and what the other fixtures are that day. And then we'll get there and we'll sit for 90 minutes and watch dog shit. And then yeah. we'll leave quite miserable. But then on a train on the way yeah. home, we'll talk some more about the game. Talk and about what, the dog shit. On talk the way about back. the dog shit, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. I mean, talking about football, it, it's what gets it's what gets so many of us through a shitty working day. I mean, not your right, because we don't have to go into shitty offices anymore no. and talk to people. But if we, but we both have done, and sometimes having that one mate you've got nothing in common with apart from a shared interest in football, it kind of passes the time, doesn't it? And I think people that don't like sport and do want to be joined in with conversations in the workplace, they need to fucking raise their game and be more interesting. Just fucking, it's not or hard to get something. into. It's not complicated. Just switch the telly on at the weekend. It's on every fucking channel. Just watch <clears> it, listen to what yeah. they're saying. Talk about it. And then talk about it. I mean, you know, make make some fucking effort. What do you want us to bloody learn about? What you're into? Well, what the fuck are you into? Fucking tell us. We'll be interested in that. Yeah. Instead, it might be better than sport. At the end of the talk day, about. 97% of people are talking about sport. I haven't got a fucking clue what they're on about anyway. Fucking right. So, Which is fine. I and mean, we haven't got a clue, but at least we admit that. Yeah, so we don't talk about sport very much. Yeah, true. True. Um, uh, someone has, uh, where's it gone? Someone called Ansi Pants on Twitter has said, can we have a t-shirt with, I've hidden it in my crow guts. Yeah, maybe. On the front. That might be a good one kind of quite weird I mean yeah but I will I think we should consider it yeah I'd, I'd buy it mm. uh, I don't know whether I, if we do fan park cunt for the summer I'm not sure whether people are going to wear a t-shirt with the word cunt on it no it's, it's too much it's too much isn't it no one's going to buy much. that but get in touch if yeah. you think we're wrong if we get sufficient number of emails we'll gladly flog them to you I mean you could wear them in bed yeah, I'll just fucking do your own. It's not hard. You can wow. easily get a T-shirt made down the shops. Yeah, but then we don't get any money yourself. out of it, you dickhead. Yeah, but... We don't want I'm them not... off making their own fucking T-shirts and they could be paying nah. us. Well, if they, want to... well, if they do their own, it's not going to be very well designed, Mate, is it? Mate, you're, so you're taking official... you fucking do it too far here. Next thing you'll be knowing, <clears throat> you'll be saying, don't bother listening to our fucking podcast, just do your own podcast. Well, get yeah, a mate. But... Talk on it. In fact, don't yeah. even record it. Just have a conversation with some cunt in the pub. Well, yeah, do it, but fucking see how good it is. Okay. See if it's, and you got no mail back to delve into like we have now. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I think with the riddles, I think what we, what we, the mistake we've made is that we've asked for content and then not read any of it out. Well, that's what we do in most cases, don't we? Yeah, I think they've realised that they've got no chance of you know getting on the on the podcast, so. You yeah, know, I mean, we, we, it's not that we think they're shit, it's just that we often get waylaid by other things, don't we? Um, mm. But, you know, we we sometimes do, we respond to emails sometimes, especially when people are being nice. Um, we've had a lot of nice ones about Pharmacy Gate, although we don't want to get back into that. That's, that's I've, got, I've got a good one here from Adam West, not the Adam West who played Batman, Batman in the 60s, because no. he's dead now. Different one. Uh, he says, the most Lampard surname ever. He says, I see Leicester brought a stately home off the bench. Oh, yeah, this is good. Against Brentford. It yeah. was called Dewsbury Hall. and yeah. proved pretty mobile up front for a big lad. Have you spotted any other National Trust properties playing their trade as footballers? Well, there is a lot of... I mean, there's so many double-barrelled names now in football. It's unbelievable, isn't it? 
Yeah. Um, Ward Prowse. What's a Ward Prowse? It's a tractor, isn't it? Yeah, it's a brand. It's like bomb machinery. Is it? Is it? They're like one of the top brands in tractor manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Southampton always seem to have a lot of them. Southampton mm. and Everton seem to be the, the the home of. Um, I mean, back in the old days, it was you, all you had was Chris Bart Williams. Yeah, I think Southampton breed them. It's that part of the world, though, isn't it? There's a lot of double barrel stuff. Yeah, going it's on Hampshire. Around. Is it Hampshire? Yeah, yeah. Hampshire. Uh, okay. Although, don't dis Hampshire, because it is technically the Isle of Wight's um, county. Is it? Yeah. Fucking hell. Isle of Wight isn't a that. county on its own. In fact, when you vote in the Isle of Wight elections, I think you're part of a constituency that also involves bits of Portsmouth. Just a bit of Isle of Wight uh, info for you there. <laughs> uh, often in the winter months, I don't keep people up to date on things, with facts no. about the Isle of Wight. Although, I will be going there on a walk-in weekend um, yeah. following the Tennyson Way which was okay. the walk preferred of, uh, what's his name, Lord Tennyson, the famous Tennyson. poet, who had a rig yeah. there on the Isle of Wight. He had a rig, and he's at his own walk as well. Yeah, he was at... Flush cunt. He go, oh, what I do is, I get up, and I, I walk, I walk down, and it's the long way round to Pirate's yeah. Cove, which is the uh, coining rig down on Shanklin Beach. And I have a right <laughs> good coin up, then I get myself a green tea on the way back, right? Maybe do a bit of crabbing. Do a bit of crabbing. Oh, we've had a um, brilliant email about crabbing. Mid nineties. I say it's brilliant. I haven't read it, mate. But the title has got <laughs> oh, everything. We've had I an want. email about crabbing. Then. We, well, right. it's got everything I want in a title. These people know how to get my interest because the title of the email is "Mid nineties Extreme Crabbing." Lovely well, stuff. There you go. It's everything you need, isn't it? Hi, fellas. Sir John Crabbing's story. As a younger lad, I used to go sea fishing with my old man, hoping for some cod to eat. Go on, let's go get some cod to eat. Let's get some cod and put it in our guts. And eat it. I did it all guts. I was about, let's get some guts cod. I'm going to say that next time with the chippy. Yeah. What sort of cod are we going to get? Display cod? No, no guts, guts cod. cod. <laughs> Display it in your guts, mate. Uh, yeah. Are we not getting throwback cod? No, this is guts cod, this is. I was about 15 when my dad got a bite and excitedly reeled in, excited about the fish on the hook. When he got the line in, there was a crab on it. He ripped it off, threw it on the sand (laughs) and smashed it in one violent stamp of his wellies. Fucking hell. I asked, what have you done that for? His reply without looking up. I hate the bait stealing little bastards. I'll kill them all (laughs) if it was up to me. Fucking hell. (laughs) The silly old bastard was on a one-man mission to rid the entire North Sea of crabs. Different times. Wilco. David Wilkinson, that is. Fucking hell, Wilco. Fuck. Your dad's a complete nutter. Fucking hell, he's on a one-man mission. Like, he was trying to bring about a crab holocaust. Not yeah. on, is it? Not at all. What's a crab Here's supposed to do? If you're dangling fucking bait down in the ocean, what's, the tod- what, what's it supposed to think? Oh no! I think that's for uh, I think that's a human trying to catch itself some uh, guts cod. I better leave that well alone. That's not crab food. That's a uh, human try. I don't want to get in the way of what the humans trying to do here. I don't want to get in the I'm way. I'm fucking having it. I don't want to interfere with nature. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the the crab doesn't know, and even if it does know, it's like fuck that. I'm having that. I'm fucking starving. I'm a crab. There's but fuck all down here. I'm gonna try and have it. You put that. You put a bit of bacon down in my rig. I'm having it. I don't care if it's not meant for me, mate. Don't fucking put it here if you don't want me having it. That's the crab way. And it was one of the last things he ever did. Yeah. 
Tragic. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. Here's one. I haven't read it, but it's got, like, uh, bullet points, so it might be all right. It's from Tom Cousins, IFS Kent Division. He says, Dear Sam and Andy, on a recent car journey, I was shocked to see a message appear on my dashboard reading, Parking Brake Diagnostics slash Rig Test. Oh. Ooh. This resulted in me asking myself two questions. One, why the fuck does my rig need testing? Mm. And two, does my rig even have a parking brake? Um, ignore the obvious fact my car probably now had no brakes and the crash was highly likely I continued on my journey seriously though Um, listeners you you should test your rig once at least once a year I get a professional rig test done once in spring and once mm. in winter because you should winter check it get it serviced Uh, you should get your rig serviced and in spring it's just best practice to have a a rig test do a bit of a rig refresh maybe a, a new teapot by the way, I've got a new teapot, another one. Have you? Yeah, I got the uh, the one cupper I've been looking for. My um, my right. my wife brought it home. I think it used to belong to her mum, and um, she's her mum's donated it. So now I've wow. got a teapot shelf, and I've got a family much like those, you know, like the the savings account you used to have for NatWest with all the pigs mm-hmm. and Nathaniel Westminster mm-hmm. and all the rest of them. It's yeah. like that. So I'm going down from an eight cup to a six to a four to a two to a one. I'll post and a picture reach for of it later. One you need according yeah. to whatever number of guests you've got coming yeah. around. But see, this is just part of ongoing mm. rig refreshments. But you should, you can get it done. There's plenty of places. I think a lot of the insurance firms will do it now. You can go to Aviva. You can go into your local Santander and ask them mm. about the rig testing services they do. They'll do them all. Andy and I can do it. We do it freelance. So. I think I think some of them do it now as part of them premium bank accounts. You can get, you know, you got yeah. Halifax. You get an extra ten pound a month. You've got up here, mm. but you'll get travel insurance free, and you'll get a rig test. You get a what free yearly rig test? Year. They come out, they check out what you got. They they even check stuff like your slippers, not just like mm. the hardware, but the the stuff that you need for yourself. They'll check out your tray situation, your podcast yeah. situation, all the armchairs, your Pl- mattress, your pillows, plump your cushions for you. They plump your cushions. They'll do all that. They don't yeah. actually do much maintenance. That's the trick. That's how they get you. What you're getting is a report, and that's why they make it free. Because you, yeah. get, you get the rig test for free, then a day later they send you a written-up report, and then at the same time they send you a quote for how much mm. it would cost for you to make the amendments to your rig that they feel necessary. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. So that's, the, that's how they get your money. But get your free rig test, get the quote, 
send it through to me and Andy, and we'll try and see if we can do something on the price, undercut whoever you've got the rig test from. Could be a new sideline for us, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Part of the IFS or something like that. Wait there, mate. I've got to change my headphones. I've got to change my headphones. Hang on a sec. All right. We'll take a break while Sam changes his headphones on. You're listening to Andy Dawson and Sam Delaney, the hardest working cunts in podcasting. Uh, I'm back. Okay. I'm yeah. back. I'm back. Right. right. Uh, here's here's a, an email uh, from James, uh, and he says, I noticed most of the abuse Sam has received has stated that he is uneducated and needs to learn. I also mm-hmm. noticed most of the abuse is misspelt and needs two or three read-throughs before making sense. Yeah. Uh, if this ever became a war, it's just something to think about. It's a, it's a decent email, but it's from James Hulson Beach. And I think Hulson Beach is... Uh, is it not on the north of the Isle of Wight? Hulson Beach? Hul- nah. Hulson Beach? Nah. No? Nah. No? Don't think, maybe not to a, my knowledge. Maybe, but maybe to be honest, be- I don't go to the North Island much. It's not really my it might, territory. It might be an agricultural company. Again, I'm not sure, but yeah. it's, it's double-barrelled and I thought it would be worth mentioning. Um, so, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah, I've got a new content idea, and I should say, as usual, um, we will probably neglect to follow up on this. So it's one of those yeah. ones that I can ask them to get involved in, and then you might never hear about it again. But do you remember Sorry. when we did um, the um, the Booker Prize, Booker Prize nominee or not Booker Prize nominee? Oh, yeah. Uh, you quite yeah. like that. And uh, and and my uh, my wife is an agent. A liter- my wife. She is a literary <laughs> agent. She, she is a good. She is a good woman, a good yeah. wife, a good and, wife. A, and a good literary agent. And as nice. part of her job as a literary agent, she is sent proposals by would-be authors quite regularly. Mm. Right, they're emailed through. She doesn't let me look at these because she knows I'm a bit of a snide cunt and mm-hmm. I'll judge and titter. So uh, they are totally out of bounds to me. I have no access to them. Yeah. But the other day, she let me. She, I actually, I looked over her shoulder and saw that something that was a um, historical novel set in ancient Rome had been pitched to her. So oh, I. obviously, I went off being a cynical twat about it and saying, "Now oh, that was, a, you know, historical novel set in ancient Rome, a, a shit, and all the rest of it." Anyway, then I thought, Do you know what? It's high time that I put my money where my mouth is. And if I'm going to be snide about these other authors with their novels, right, um, then why don't I prove that I could write a novel? Uh, I've never written a novel. I've done three books, none of them are novels, right? So what I've decided to do is a top-flight time machine, choose your own adventure, where it is interactive, and maybe on this episode every week I will read just a short update from the novel, and then mm-hmm. give the cunters the opportunity on Twitter to choose what happens next. Right. Uh, here are here's the lineup of potential novels, and I will right. put this on Twitter first as a poll so people can vote. They okay. don't all have titles. If you want to, if you can think of a title, or if you want to add any more novel ideas, then of course feel free to do so. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, obviously, I'm doing one that is a historical novel novel set in ancient Rome. That's all I've got. Historical novel right. set, in, set in ancient Rome. Do you want to hear that? Uh, the next one is three generations of Chinese women in a paddy field. <laughs> Do you want that? You can only have are one we, of these, right? We, I, my instinct there is, are we still allowed to see a paddy field? I don't know. 
don't know, but I, I will check <laughs> out. If, if, if that does get chosen, I will check out the uh, okay. ins and outs of that. And Especially cha- being women. Change it accordingly. Yeah. Uh, next story, intergalactic retelling of the Bonnie and Clyde story, but set in the 23rd century. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, next one. <clears throat> Urban woman in her 20s whose friends are all getting married and having mm. babies but she isn't and the titles you've got a choice here are either you got this question mark or mm. adulting mm. okay and the, are we allowed to say urban woman yeah and <laughs> lastly um a novel traversing present day and world war Two. a spy caught in a forbidden love affair a family secret spanning generations yeah right okay well, i've got to choose one of these well, what one do you like best? I'll let the cunters vote, but it'll I'm not, they'll I'm be not really influenced in any by... of them. I'm not into any of them, really. Intergalactic one, probably. Bonnie and Clyde. I love, I love the Bonnie and Clyde film. Do, you but, don't, um, you don't, this is in space, though. Well, so imagine if it's two, in space, it's going to be a, better, a, isn't it? A man and a woman <clears> in space in the future uh, robbing space banks. Are they conventional-looking men and women, or <laughs> are they kind of like Jar Jar Binks? They're they're, the, they're the, largely the human. Armor. They're largely human, but with little telltale signs that they're either not from planet Earth or that intergalactic evolution has led to different things. So, for instance, the 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 woman does look more or less like Faye Dunaway in Bonnie and Clyde. But oh, I mean, twi- but the twist is she has three boobs. Oh, even better. Hmm. Also, when they steal from the banks, the space banks, can they just absorb the money into their guts? Yeah, That'll okay. Well, this, is the, this is the sort of contribution I'm looking for. Um, so you <laughs> and the cunters both get done. I might make these some of the choices that I put out. So that seems like the front runner for you, Intergalactic Body and Clyde. You're not into You Got This, have you? That's nah. like a... Have you, have, that's, have a you got... chi- that's what they call... I know you're not allowed to say it anymore, but that's what they used to call chicklet. Yeah. I, I, mm. I've had to try my hand at chicklet. Yeah. Even you, though you um, can't call it that. Is there five options there? Because you, you can only have four on a Twitter poll. You'll have to drop one. All right. Well, okay. So let's make this drop the, the, the episode first where one we was drop. Awful. So, the historical novel set in ancient Rome. Yeah. Get rid of that. Too right. big. Well, yeah, but I like that. Could be anything. And I get to come up, conjure with Roman names. And what could be entertaining well, about that is my ignorance of ancient Rome. Yeah, and it isn't, and it's an ignorance. I will not be doing any research for any of these novels. I'll be basing uh, all of my all of it on instinct. It'll end up like up Pompeii with Frankie Howard. Yeah, yeah, and also That's I'll get loads of stuff muddled up between what happened in ancient Rome, ancient Greece, and uh, the Aztec civilization, <clears throat> and of Probably. course the Egyptians. It's tempting now you've put it like that, and well, the Native Americans. So like suddenly, like higher waffle will turn up in ancient Rome. Fucking hell! Uh, Gone too far. No, come on, that's not that's not racist. <clears throat> talking about Hiawatha. Are oh, you not allowed to say Native Americans? Definitely. Of course, you're allowed to me. say Native Americans. You're not allowed to say Red Indians, are you? Oh, that's it. Sorry, oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, I did it. I did it right for once. Okay. Um, is is that it from the the book bit? Yeah. Any more to add? I've just got a riddle here. That's all. Yeah. And it looks quite uh, complex. Oh, good. From from John, a Hulk hunter. And he says, uh, Frodo in green is my geezer. 
and at headless ands I showed my powers. My first hangs on walls, invented by Caesar. Off my second, there's 11 in showers. That's proper 3-2-1, that, isn't it? Okay, let's start with the beginning, right? I think I know what the first bit is, because it's Frodo, Fro- Frodo in green. Frodo in green is my geezer. Is my geezer. Okay, so Frodo in green, that re- that refers to the actor who played um, both Frodo and was in Green Street. Now, who was the actor? It wasn't Elijah Wood, was it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, so... And he goes, is my geezer. Wood. So, wood, maybe. Something wood. Yeah. And as headless ands, I showed my powers. As headless, headless ands. ands. Is that Anne Boleyn? It's yeah. West Ham, isn't it? It's West Ham. There's Green Street. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and Anne Boleyn, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my first hangs on walls invented by Caesar. Uh, what's a wall invented by Caesar? A Roman wall. But it's the thing that hangs on the walls invented by Caesar. Well, didn't Roman it, wall. didn't the Romans invent the um, urinal? I think so, yeah. All, the, all the, of that sort of thing, wasn't it? Mounted, the drainage. The wall-mounted urinal. <clears throat> My first hangs on walls invented by Caesar, so it's what? Urinal. On Off my second, there's 11 in showers. Off my second, showers. There's eleven in showers, so it's like the team showers. My first hangs on walls, invented by Caesar. Hangs on walls. Fucking hell! This is fucking tricky. Pictures, portraits, wallpaper. Uh, There'll be cunters listening to this now, shouting out the answer because they've got it. He's actually provided the answer, but he's put it in the email in white, so you've got to highlight oh, it. Oh, this bloke's mate. This is this he's is a pro. This is fucking a relative of of Ted Rogers. It must be. He's a pro. This guy. This is John and Hull. John and Hull. I've got a fucking. I've got to salute you for this. This is real top. This is Fuck, first class my riddling. First, my first hangs on walls invented by Caesar. So a Roman wall. What hangs on a Roman wall? Note. Adrian? Adrian? Is that Adrian someone? Is it Adrian West Ham player? First hangs on walls, Adrian. There's a goalkeeper, Adrian, but... Hasn't got a surname, has he? I think he has. I think he's actually called... I, he's called Adrian San Miguel after the beer. Is there it, 11 San Miguels in a shower? don't think so, no. Are we, we're kind of running out of time for this episode here. We're going to have to just... Fucking... It's probably quite boring listening to this, but I've got to tell Shall you, I... listeners, although it might be boring listening, it is anything but boring actually being engaged in this riddle right now. I mean, we've probably never been so engaged whilst recording an episode <laughs> of Top Flight Time Machine as we are now. We're having the best time you've ever heard us have. Right? Do you want to know? I mean, a lot you want to... of... Have you got the answer? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've, you've quit. Okay, go on then. What is it? Julian Dix. <laughs> Julian Di- oh, Dix. 11 in a shower, right? At West Ham. And Julian. Julian. For hangs on Julian, walls invented Ju- by Julian Caesar. Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. Julian, Julius. First what, hangs on Julian walls. Does Julian mean something else? Like a Julian or something? Let's have a look. Know. Right. Julian walls 
Romans. Yeah, you know what? This this is another one of those where I just faded out at the end because we've just run out of steam. Julian's Persian War. No, I can't find him. Listen, get in touch. We want a full explanation. Um, yeah, what's on, his John. name up in Hull, John? Jo- John in Hull. Sir John Hull, right? You've defeated Sir- us, but we're not. We've, you've defeated us, but we're not sure about your credentials. Yeah, and we're not you sure whether we we, we want to see your workings out because if not, you could yeah. write any old go- gobbledygook, confound us, and then at the end just say any old name, and just we're like left three, feeling two, like feeling and looking like cunts. But yeah. we want a full explanation before we give you any credit for this. I will give you credit either way for writing the answer in white. That that was impressive. That was good. If more yeah. we could do that. We'd read them out. All right, that's it from this episode. Mm. We've run out of steam. Yeah. I don't think we really had any, to be fair, but there you go. Well, I've Club enjoyed is. it. Have you? <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.